Pariyom, and welcome to Thinking is Free, proudly brought to you by Chinmay Mission New Zealand. Pariyom, and welcome to Thinking is Free. Uh, my name is Akash, and today joining us we have Ishanji. Morning, Hariyom. Hariyom. How are you? I am well. It's the first podcast for 2023. That's right. Of us recording. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. been a while, a bit rusty, but yeah, let's see how it goes. Yeah. Um, and how have you been since like, okay, so just to catch everyone up, we're in 2023 um, and we've just experienced the worst uh, wet rainfall that Auckland has experienced in the last, I don't know how many years. Mm. Um, what was that situation like for you? Well, the place that I'm staying at currently, there was hardly any issues. Um, there's a bit of water pooling in the car park, but yep. that's about it. Yep. Um, and yeah, had a normal routine day, mm-hmm. had classes in the evening while it yeah. was raining. Right. Yeah. And yeah. You're a bit oblivious to what's really happening on the outside. Yeah. Um, unless you obviously check for it. Yep. That's right. So... Yeah, it went largely unnoticed, but when I, you know, read it, read it in the news or saw the news, like, yeah. wow, it, it was quite bad. Yeah, yeah, the magnitude of it yeah, pretty bad. It was, the, it was kind of the same for me. So we work in a in an office studio and we've got high-level windows. Yep. So I could only see the rain falling yeah. like five or six meters up. Yeah. And for me, that was like, okay, yeah, it's a normal day and... It's like a normal rainy day. It's yeah. all good. And then I had a meeting in town, which I drove, and that was fine as well. Normal yep. rainy day. And then I finished then, and it was only when I was leaving to come home that along the way I saw, like, um, down at the bottom of Vic Park, everything was flooding, and I saw a floating helmet yeah. from one of the scooters, cars parked, and I was like, oh, okay, this is a bit strange, but... Maybe because this is a low-level area yeah. and it's quite flat that this is why it's pooling. Like, this must be pretty normal. Yeah. And then picked my mate up from work and went, as we were going home, we saw this massive slip fall. And I was like, oh, okay, even that's pretty normal because I've seen this before as well. And then, and then, like you're saying, you know, got on, got home and on the news and you just yeah. see the magnitude. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is... Yeah, some of them pretty surreal. Like yeah. the airport... My, I was at the airport a few days ago last week. Right. And I saw the photo exactly where I was standing and it just <laughs> submerged in water. That was horrendous. And, you know, um, a friend of mine, he was traveling to India that evening. Yep. And he ended up spending, I think, 18 hours at the airport right. because the flight was canceled yep. and their luggage was completely wet and they couldn't get out there's no transport available in on in or out of the airport mm-hmm. just uh, stranded just stranded for 18 Cut hours and after that they go back home yeah not knowing when their flight is i think he might be flying out this evening if lucky well. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's, it was huge mm. and that, i think i guess that what that kind of what that kind of brings me to is our, our topic for today as well is yeah fear Fear, what, yes. what that is, you know, yeah. because like what we said is, you know, we went our whole day without seeing this or yes. hearing about it, being aware of it, mm. and the fear didn't exist. Yeah. 
you know, and then it's only when you come back and you start seeing all these updates that you're yeah. like, wow, okay, this yeah. is, you know, that's when I guess that fear kicks in. Yep. Or as we say, reality. That's right. You know, kicks it, in, yeah. it, it hits. Yeah. Um, and so I thought it might be good to talk about, you know, what fear is, where it comes from. Yeah. How do we then, once we recognize what the fear is, how do we live with it or get rid of it? Okay. What do you think fear is? It's, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like it's like a, a feeling because what I'm also thinking about was yesterday. Yes. So, um, we were just about to go to sleep and then in our bathroom, we saw a cockroach. It was massive, <laughs> a massive cockroach, you know, yep, yep. <laughs> boom, fear straight away just kicks in and like, I've even got a container so I don't have to touch the bug, yep. you know, and like, as soon as I get close to it, the feeling that just comes is just like, like, ugh, you yes. know, like it's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It feels, yeah. Like you just feel scared mm. and you don't want it there. Like I stayed up for maybe an hour just going and checking cause it ran behind the toilet. So I couldn't get to it and yeah. I was waiting for it to come out. I maybe stayed up for like, yeah, an hour and a hour and a half. Really? Like just waiting to see if it came. And then at that point I was like, okay, wait, it's too, too late. I'm going <laughs> to, and even now, you yeah. know, when I went to go close the window there, yeah. I still went in there to see, oh, maybe it's here. I opened the window extra wide just in case it wanted to go outside. Yeah. I don't know if it's there or not. Yeah. So there's still some fear of the unknown, you know, okay. if it's there or not. Yeah. So coming back to the question, what do you think is fear? How would you define it for yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, definition would be, Fear of just not knowing what's true or something that makes me feel uncomfortable. But that's fear of something. But what Mm -hmm. is fear by itself? What uh, what is fear? Being afraid. Being afraid. Yeah, that's a synonym. But (laughs) (laughs) what is fear? Is Is it a... Physical response? Is it a emotion? Is mm-hmm. it a particular thought? What is it? Yeah, I. So yeah, there. If I think about my situations, yeah, there is a physical response. Yes. Where you know sometimes in a situation, if I'm scared or afraid, and the fear mm. is there, you know, like your knees kind of get jelly weak, yeah, and weak, yeah. Uh, emotionally, like yesterday, you know, I was kind of a bit heightened and, yeah. you know, heart rate increases and you, you feel afraid. Yeah. And then intellectually you feel afraid by just, you start thinking all the what ifs. Yep. You know, what if I do this? What yep. if this? What if this? And even situations that are beyond control yep. or that haven't panned out, I'm thinking just anything in general, even that the fear kicks in by you thinking of all these possible things that could happen when the thing hasn't even happened. Yep. Yep. I feel like that's. Yeah. Good. So, you know, we've kind of encompassed all the symptoms mm. or the expressions of fear. Yep. Um, but at, at its core, it's a thought. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. A thought which expresses at the level of emotions as of feeling of insecurity, a feeling, which is mm-hmm. an emotion, 
um, or anger sometimes. Yep. Um, at the physical level, as you said, sometimes your knees get weak or you're unable to execute what you really want to do. Yeah. Sometimes it even stops us from thinking properly. Right. Um, it, we just freeze. Yeah. Completely. And so it's this whole host of responses that our body creates in response to a particular thought that has arisen. And if we think about it, well, the next logical question would be, what is it that causes this paralyzing fear for us, right? Um, it can be paralyzing. Most of the time it is not paralyzing. That's right. But it does hamper our ability to function as per our normal standard. And it, it's a step down from where would where we would like to be functioning at for sure. Would you be happy with kind of putting fear yeah. as all of this together? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Because what I was also thinking when, you know, if we're thinking about the bug in the toilet situation. Yeah. Right. I was like, well, actually maybe the cockroach was also scared of me. <laughs> Absolutely, because he it's, kept running away. <laughs> it's probably more scared of you than you are of <laughs> you know. And I was thinking, wait, my size—I'm much bigger than the the yeah. bug, you know. And yeah. this guy just come into this environment. He's unsure. He's hiding, and I'm afraid of him just yeah. because he's there, you know. Yeah. So yeah, the the thought process kind of happened after. Yeah. You know, where I was like, okay, this is what all that all that thinking that I was doing in that situation that for me is what the fear was. Yeah. So yeah, I'd be happy to say that. Yeah. And the main reason for fear arising, now if you move a step up and start asking about the causes of fear, what yeah. brings about fear in our day-to-day -day life? It is some form of attachment. Right. Attachment brings about fear, and then fear goes on to translate itself into anger. So attachment. Attachment is the cause of fear. Attachment to what, if we ask? It can be to anything. Whatever we hold dear to us, whatever we feel gives us happiness, we develop an attachment towards it. Mm. Yep. And when that entity or person or action, whatever that source of happiness that we consider for ourselves is threatened, fear arises that I'm going to lose it. My happiness is threatened. Yeah. Right? And that's where fear arises. So if I'm attached to this body, then anything that threatens the existence of this body, I'll have fear towards it. And it's a natural response mm. to a certain degree. Right. Um, it's okay to be scared of heights because if I That's slip and I fall, yeah. it's I lose this body. Similarly, it's okay to be afraid of fire. But that fear should not stop me from functioning in the world outside. Mm -hmm. It can be used as a, well, in nature, Fear is a tool for our own benefit, our own protection to continue our existence. If it wasn't there, we'd do stupid things yes. and end up killing ourselves or harming ourselves. 
So it's an evolutionary trait that has been developed to protect us. And it's instinct? Yeah, to a certain degree, it is yeah. instinctual, um, instinctive, mm. but it is still born out of attachment. Right. It is, as long as I consider myself to be this body, the yeah. instinct would be, whatever harms this body, I'm afraid of it. If I'm attached to my mind or my mental state, anything that threatens my mental peace or my mental happiness, I'm afraid of it. Yeah. So I was, I was just going to yeah. say, so just un- for me to understand, um, because a lot, of, a lot of people say, you know, trust your instincts. Yes. I, know, I don't know if we're going a little off topic or not, but just instinct and attachment. Yes. Um, instinct would be uh, attachments on a far more deeper level than instinct. Was it out of our attachment that instinct? So I I think when people use the phrase "trust your instincts," yeah, they are referring to not attachment, mm-hmm. um, but something that is so primitive. Which goes, which is deeper than our attachment as well. Okay. So it's putting yeah. aside my likes and my dislikes, something more fundamental to me. My, the word often uses trust your gut feelings, trust yeah. your things, right? Yeah. So that which is most innate to us, that is what is being referred to over there. Because that's what I was trying to figure out. You yes. Know, when you're saying, you know, if you're in the wild, yes, and the way we have evolved, yes, and the fear has come about, whether that like we're saying that's an attachment to the body. Yes. But our the the instinct is telling us as well. You know. Or I think the moment we bring this word instinct yep. as we use it in the world outside, there'll be a yep. lot of confusion. Right. Okay. So yep. we'll revisit this topic of instinct at a later stage sometime. Yep. Um and see what instinct really means. Cool. But yep. let's keep that conversation out for now. Yeah. And um focus on where this fear is arising cool. from. And yeah. when what we say is, it's from attachment. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever I'm attached to, when its existence or its ability to give me happiness is threatened, a fear arises in us. You happy with this so far? Yeah. Um, and we can take it as anything, right? Like... Um, a house, it's a sense of security. We feel that this house gives me happiness. That's right. And this bugs come in to live in my house. <laughs> yeah. Or this space is my space. I don't yeah. want to be sharing it with anyone else. Yeah. Cool. The moment there is something or someone else mm. along with me, yeah. which means that I don't get my space, yeah. fear arises. Mm. So, the, you know, it, it's a natural response to a certain degree, but at the same time, it has the capability of paralyzing us and becoming, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Phobia? Not phobia, but overwhelming. Right. It almost stops us from doing what we are meant to be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when it becomes problematic. Yeah. So fear at the base level, it's good for us, it's beneficial, it protects us. But when it starts to override our intellect, yep. when it starts to hamper my normal day-to-day functionality, then it becomes problematic. 
or it goes against what i consider to be right and so an example of this would be where it goes against what i consider to be right mm. right so for example being a vegetarian yeah um we like to follow the principle of ahimsa yeah. non-violence right and when fear creeps in even though i believe in ahimsa non-violence i'm willing to commit violence right whether it's a mosquito or a cockroach yeah if it's in my power i'd kill it yeah i don't want it so i have understood the principle of ahimsa yet fear will come and override it mm. it won't allow me to yeah. live up to my values to my That's principles right. yeah out of fear so it has this capability to do that yeah. and when it starts doing that then we know it's becoming problematic mm. yeah and so with now that we've understood you know where what fear is where it comes from and what it is how do we get rid of fear or how do we prevent it limiting us from okay who we are yes so now that we've recognized fear is born out of attachment what we have to do to eliminate that fear is that which is diametrically opposite to it which is detachment before we get into that um just another small side note where another cause of fear so not only attachment but when we do actions which we are not supposed to be doing mm prohibited actions yeah that becomes a source of fear it's not my attachment so much but indirectly yes it is attachment as well because because of attachment i do that which i'm not supposed to be doing yeah for example at work if i procrastinate i'm not i'm getting paid i shouldn't be procrastinating right and as a result of procrastination i haven't done my work which was due or which is due tomorrow let's say yep come tomorrow there'll be an innate fear in me born out of what <laughs> i did which i shouldn't have done yeah but that is also the result of attachment alone so just a side note as to if we are able to work on that as well and we'll cover that in this conversation um it becomes a tool to alleviate fear right so coming back to detachment how do i develop this detachment so that fear does not arise and for that we'll have to look at what is the cause of attachment we've said fear is caused by attachment and attachment is caused by what would you say attachment is caused by caused by just happiness thinking that something there's happiness within ah good so something. it's not happiness itself but it is a notion that this will give me happiness yeah. yeah right so it's that notion itself that needs to be challenged right as the word suggests it is a notion it is not a fact mm you may get happiness from coffee i may not yeah right you may get happiness from I don't know being inside on a rainy day. Rainy day. Some people may enjoy being outdoors on a rainy day. People did. Yeah, <laughs> we saw, you know, they're right? swimming outside. So, yeah. um 
the idea of happiness mm-hmm. is a notion in our mind we, which we have applied in the world outside and we've classified this is good for me this will give me happiness and this is not so good for me this won't give me happiness it will give me sorrow so these notions that exist in our minds need to be challenged and that is one way of doing it to learn to see things objectively as it is as it is not through tinted glasses yeah yeah which is often what we do yep and when we see things through these tinted glasses we only see the good aspects of it that's right and we do not see the 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 costs or the the cons we see only the right. pros and not the cons yeah yeah whereas objective thinking allows us to see a picture or a situation for exactly what it is and when we see things objectively we are less likely to get attached to it because we see things for what they are as a fact let's take an example right um people have this idea that i'll be happy when i find a partner mm yeah right this is a notion in their mind which means they'll be attached to this idea of finding a partner and until that does not happen their life will be miserable yep true and they're attached to this idea that when there's a partner in or person in my life then happiness will be and mm. anything that threatens it or that does not allow that situation to come about there's fear there's resentment there's anger yep. towards it it's 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 a massive one it is a massive yeah, one you, so, you know let's take yeah. some practical examples cool. which actually we see them working on a day to day basis outside yep but that's far from the truth mm yeah. if that was the case that finding a partner gives us happiness then everyone who is in a relationship should be happy and likewise everyone who isn't should, should be, be miserable. miserable both of these are not true And let me ask you Ishanji, are you happy? I am happy. Right? So the these are notions in our mind. The truth is we've lived up to the age of 20, 25, 30 without perhaps having a significant other in our life. Mm-hmm. Was a life that miserable? Probably not. life was fine that's right and there would have been moments in there where we would have experienced significant amount of happiness happiness yes and likewise you know sadness and yeah. that as well so but to link happiness to the presence of a significant other in our life mm. is just a notion that's right it's seeing things through a colored lens and yeah. it's only seeing the beautiful aspects of a relationship which no doubt there are but relationship is not only about the positive aspects there is a whole bunch of negative aspects that come along with it mm-hmm. which cannot be denied yeah and so when we see things for what they are we say yes there's pros to it there's cons to it and we take up or treat things for what they truly are so learning to recognize the defects where we currently only see 
a rosy picture. Yep. Perhaps is the right step to reducing our attachment. And we are not inventing negativities. They're already there. The, the, I, like, I like what we say is the defects. The defects. Recognizing the defects. Yes, the defects I mean? are already there. Yeah. 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 There's so many people who feel miserable because by the age of 30, 35, 40, they don't own a house. Yeah. Right? It is just a notion that when I have a house, I will be happy. Ask house owners, are they really happy? Or ask them how many problems has that house really brought them? Yep. Right? You're a house owner. 100%. With changes in interest rates. (laughs) Oh, man, big time. How many problems has it brought to you? Right? Too many. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly my point. So, (coughs) excuse me. Um, It is this rosy picture that we have painted in our mind created a notion that when I have a house, I'll be happy. When I have a partner, I'll be happy. These are not facts. And to see things for what they really are will help us gain a certain amount of detachment. Mm. Yep. So to th- see things objectively, to recognize defects is one way of doing it. And the other way of recognizing or increasing detachment is by understanding how things really work as per the law of karma. This is a beautiful idea. On what basis do things come into my life? And on what basis do things stay in my life? Mm. And on what basis do things walk away from me? Yeah, We think... Everything is under my control. Yep. At at the present moment. Mm. The truth is, things come into my life, they stay there and they go away based on my karma. <laughs> As per the actions that I have done, yep. so will be the results. And there's no taking away from it. So if I've done something good, it will come, it will stay and no one can take it away. If I've done something bad, sorrow will come, it will stay, and no one can take it away. So to understand that things come and go based on my own past actions, and there is no running away from it, one gets a little bit of um, relief, or one recognizes that really it is not in my control. When we feel it is in my control, we have a sense of fear that I'll cling on to it, I'll hold on to it, no matter what happens. Yeah, yeah. But when we recognize that joy and sorrow are not the product of me attaining something, but it is the result of my past karma coming to me, Mm. my focus changes rather than on holding on to a particular outcome, a person, situation, it the focus changes to how do I act correctly in a given particular situation. And if I do what is right, right will happen and there's nothing that can be, that can take it away from me. That happiness which will come to me through my right action, there is no um, threatening of it. Nothing can threaten it. Yeah, I was just going to say, that must be quite a powerful feeling you know, 
being able to just know that, yeah, whatever comes, you know, I'll deal with. Yeah. However it comes. Yes, yes. So obviously when we start talking about the law of karma, there is the acceptance of um, the Lord as well. Yeah. So when positive good things happen, we know it is because of our karma. And when they go, we know it is because of our karma and yeah. we need to do the right action yep. to ensure that it stays with us rather than trying to find external situations and keep them in place for our happiness. Happiness is not the result of external situations, which yep. is how we think at the moment, but the result of my right actions in the past. And if I've not done that, I've done some wrong actions, sorrow will come and there is no avoiding it. I cannot run away from it. Even if I change things in the world outside, <laughs> sorrow will creep in. Yeah. And we know that, we see that. Even after fixing everything or after attaining whatever we feel is, yes, this is it. This is all that I had planned for my life. We still feel unhappy. Mm. Our problems still continue to persist. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously it is some misunderstanding on our part as to where is this happiness really coming from. Yeah. So that sort of understanding or critical thinking and analysis also help us helps us alleviate um attachment. Yeah. Yeah. I really I really like what you said about um starting to look at our past actions. Yeah. And understanding that, you know, accepting that what if what has come now is because of what we've done, you know, and as yeah. a way again that helps to reduce that that fear as well. You know, I'm only here because of what I've done. Yep. Yep. And there's no fear of unknown there. That's right. right? Yeah. As and just accepting that this is, you can connect the dots. Correct. Correct. And there's clarity and yeah. we know how to get out of that situation. There's no unknown anymore. Yeah. And coming back to that side point that we touched upon of when we do things, what we are not meant to be doing, fear arises. And a simple solution for that is recognize what your duties are, what we are meant to be doing. Mm -hmm. And follow those. When those are not done, fear will arise naturally. And if we've done what we are supposed to be doing, there is no cause for fear because I've done what was needed. And this again ties back into that, the law of karma, that have I done the right action? And if I have, there is no cause for fear. Yeah, and then that's when you can... It's when you're strong. Yeah, you're absolutely. You, you have that belief. Yes, and even it. if things don't pan out as per... Your plans, yeah. you know you've done your best. That's you did right. everything that you could have done. There's no fear that, oh, I don't know what will happen. Yeah, I've done my best. Now the rest is not in my hands anyway. So why worry about it? Why be afraid of it? So yeah. Cool. No, I've, that, that, was, that was great. You know, I really, um, I think it gave a good framework to just understand how to, how to think and behave in situations yeah and how to just see the world situations things just for as it is yeah you know, things just are and our mind colors it in that's right and puts it as good and bad yeah. and what is good we run after and what is bad we either run away from or we start fearing it yeah and when we get into those situations it's what we need to do is just take a moment to just Think critically, 
Yeah. About what is this? And yes. You know, where is it coming from and what? Question our notions. That's that, right. Yes, I've most of these notions, notions are assumptions basically. Mm. Yep. Maybe and they have been created from past impressions. Yep. But again, where did they come from? Is it is it a fact or is it just how I feel about it? That's right. Yeah. And and what I was going to say is not to just think on autopilot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, don't just like go on and yeah. say, okay, this yeah. is just happening because my brain is just set, you know. Yeah. It's actually taking that moment to reflect and think in the situation before we, you know how sometimes they're like just before you say something, count to five or take a breath and yes. think and then respond. Yes. And hopefully counting to five, you do this analysis. That's right. Of yeah, understand <laughs> what is the defects. Yeah, not just count to five this? and then do <laughs> yeah. it anyway. That's not the point of it. Let's just step back and look at things, revisit things. Yep. And then if warranted, do it. If not, let it go. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much, uh, Ishanji, for just helping us to understand what fear is. Um, where it comes from and then also how to think about it critically and therefore helping us to not get rid of it, but to live with it. Yes. Yes. It's not about getting rid of fear. Yeah. It is stopping it from crippling us and not allowing us to be the best version of ourselves. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have you on. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Thinking is Free, proudly brought to you by Chinmay Mission New Zealand. For more information on events, courses, several projects and study groups, please visit chinmaya.org.nz. Arion.